We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good evening, Broncos country, and welcome to Orange and Blue View. We are going to jump into the statement that quarterbacks coach Davis Webb said about Russell Wilson and where he stands all time in dual threat quarterbacks. This is what we're going to talk about. Uh, Ron is with me here, obviously my co-host, back from uh, being off last week. So welcome back, Ron, and thanks for being here. Uh, how's how's it going, man? I mean, it's been it's been a couple weeks. We're almost here to the NFL season. Yes, thanks, Thomas, and thank you. It's good to see everyone. It's good to be back, um, and I am excited. We are actually next week. Uh, live action with football starts on Thursday, and I cannot be more excited to get this season underway. So. Glad to be back in the yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited too. I mean, there's a lot to look forward to into this this season. One of them being our pre pregame show. We're coming on Saturday, the last mile high huddle show before the game start for the most part. And we're gonna be doing the preview, which is has been pretty fun for me the last couple weeks as we've kind of tried it out in the pregame. But but this week there's no game, so we're gonna talk about something else, right? We're gonna talk about a pretty bold statement, uh, at least uh, on the you know on the when you're looking at it from from the outside looking in when he says that uh, when Davis West says that Russell Wilson is the top 3 dual threat quarterback of all time that's a pretty bold statement and at first you kind of think oh wait he's not top 3 quarterback but when you start to think about dual threat that's th- starts to change things a little bit but before we jump in i'm going to say hello to David Yunkin was in here before the show started thanks for being here David uh saying evening everyone I'm hoping Russ will prove everybody wrong and at least get us to the playoffs. Yeah, David, thanks for coming in. We're we're that way with you too, man. It was a bad season last year. It was a huge dip, and there's a lot of speculation, both good and bad. And and so hopefully, you know, for the Broncos and Russell Wilson's sake, and for all the fans, he's uh, going to be you know back up to snuff, so to speak. Yes, and David, David, Dylan Von Arx is coming and... in. Oh, go ahead, Ron. Sorry. Uh, I... Yeah, I just want to get back to David. Um, yeah, yeah, thank you, David, for coming in. And I and I, I think we all agree with you that we're all wanting Russ to get back to the Russ we know. That we're wanting Russ to prove everyone wrong, to get back to the good playmaking ability, and get us back to the playoffs again. I don't think that's too much to ask. <laughs> Getting us back to the playoffs, which <laughs> we've missed <laughs> for so many years now. <laughs> um, so I think we all feel encouraged. We're all optimistic. Um, with this new style 
um, that Sean Payton is bringing in that that will happen. But yeah, we're, we're all hoping for the same thing. And thank you for coming again, my man. We know we always appreciate you. Absolutely. And uh, Dylan Von Arx, our own uh, staffer here at Mile High Huddles, reminding everybody to hit the like button and share on all platforms and subscribe if you haven't already. And which is great advice. And also follow us on Twitter. Ron White NFL is his Twitter Twitter handle, and mine's Thomas Hall NFL. Very similar uh, uh, Twitter handle, so it's hard to forget. But, uh, yeah, follow us and uh, continue to uh, be prepared for pregame shows coming up. That's going to be great. And Kevin Gray was in yeah. here early, too, saying uh, evening Thomas, Ron, and Scott. Big mile high salute to Broncos country. Denver Bronx for life. Mile high huddle for life. I'm just going to remind you that Scott's – uh, you know, not usually here on Saturday. He's got uh, other engagements. So we are doing it all on our own, running the show. Hopefully there's no technical difficulties. And hopefully we see all the comments and, uh, you know, people that are coming in with uh, with Facebook stars. I've got my computer open here. So hopefully I can uh, get that in. But uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, say you, hi Kevin. to some more folks. I want, I want to get Kevin's comment here. Just 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 one shout out, Thomas, before you before go. Thank you, Kevin, again. He says, I guess the haters are still there. Congrats to the Buffs. Yes. So congratulations to the Buffs and Coach Prime's debut. Got that victory over TCU Horn Frogs. So that, that was That's a right. great game. I saw some of it earlier um, back and forth, but it, it was good to see them come out on top. So Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it was. it's a huge win. It's a huge win for yes. Colorado, yes. really. I mean, they were underdogs. Yes. I think it's the... I think I saw it was the uh, first time that a Power Five team yep. won that was such a large underdog in opening week or something like that. I mean, that's a huge mm -hmm. deal, man. That's a big win. So, yeah, congrats yep. to the the Buffs, man. Very, very well done. We've got Seth coming in saying, hey, Broncos country, Ron and Thomas, how's everyone doing? Well, we're doing great because we're here with you guys tonight. We are talking with the people in the chat tonight, that's what we're going to do. And we're going to talk about Russell Wilson. We're going to talk about what, uh, uh, what his new quarterback coach said. So we're going to jump into that after we say hello to a few people. Michael Davis is in saying go buffs. Amazing, inspiring, electric, everything we needed. Yeah. I mean, you got the nuggets winning the championship. You've got the abs winning the championship. Not very long ago. You got the buffs are seem like they're back. Broncos need to be back right. as well. It's so Broncos time. We got That's right. It's their time. Ernie Mays is coming in. Thank you for being here, Ernie. We really appreciate it. Saying hello to myself and Ron. Go Broncos. Country only football is coming. Absolutely. Yes. And speaking of football is coming, Stu McPeak is here giving us a generous Ooh. super chat. So thank you so much, Stu. Really, really appreciate it. And he says, what's your gut say on the Raiders game? which is week one coming up in a week, just, just over a week, Ron, what's your gut saying? Yes. Thank you, Stu, for coming in with, this is a great question. I would say a, a Broncos victory. Um, I, I don't think it's going to come easy though. I, I, I do expect to start out the season. It's going to be a heavy emphasis on this run game. It's going to be ground pound attack. Um, again, more P Ryan. I'll expect more P Ryan in this game, but obviously we'll see Williams worked in with McLaughlin as well. Um, so expect a heavy ground game with, you know, Russ on the blue and some of those playmaking ability that we know Russ to do. So I do expect some of that. Um, but I do expect the Broncos to 
come out on top. Uh, I'm thinking 26, 27 to 19 uh, Broncos. So something something along those lines, um, Stu, is, is how I see uh, that um, home over against the Raiders going. Listen, we all know it's way more fun to be there live for Denver Broncos football. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the Denver Broncos and the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat with a wide selection of tickets available for every game. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors, that beautiful orange and blue. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Denver Broncos. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, and, you know, we're going to be giving our predictions at Mile Idol. We always do. We do our roundtable for our games. I think we'll probably do another, you know, kind of season prediction as well. So look for that coming up uh, at, on MileHeadle.com. But my perspective is it's a home game opening week. The Broncos are one of the best teams opening week, especially at home in, you know, the last 20, 20 years or so. So even when they're bad, they still tend to uh, do okay on opening week. So – and I'll tell you, I just I feel like the Raiders are kind of a mess, right? The, Josh G- McDaniels oh, did his Josh McDaniels special, so to speak. You know, he, they uh, it's just one of those things where I, I think they're a mess. I think the Broncos are gonna. We didn't see the real offense with the Broncos, right? We didn't yeah. see what Sean Payton had in store for anybody in preseason. I think there's gonna be. I think you're gonna be witness to a better offense going to catch, uh, you know, the Raiders off guard and they're just going to get, uh, I think they're going to win going away towards the end. And then they're going to showcase that four minute offense where they just pound the rock and grind it down and end up, uh, end up winning. So that's my prediction. I hope I'm right. Uh, I really do. So thanks Stu for coming in. Really appreciate that a lot. Dominic Martin is coming in saying Tom and Ron, the podcast to be on. Well, thank you very much, Dominic. We really appreciate that. We re- and appreciate you being here. It's Saturday night. We're glad that you're taking your time to be with us. Orange and blue view is the crew. Do you, and the question is, do you guys think that we can stop the Raiders Bronco killer running back redemption game for PS two mile high huddle for life. So we're going to add that, you know, to that question, we're talking about it. I, you know, I don't mind if, um, Jacobs gets some yards, right? As long as he doesn't just destroy the defense like he has in the past, you know, if he gets to close to hundred, that's fine. As long as the rest of the defense uh, steps up and they make the play when it matters, I'll be fine. 
I want to see the offense be able to uh, really carve up that secondary. I don't think they got a very good secondary. I think they, they have a very good um, interior, uh, you know, the off ball linebackers. I, I think their, their yeah. biggest star really is their edge rusher. And uh, you know, if they can figure out a way to, uh, to, to, you know, negate his, his rushing ability, I think they'll be fine. Yeah. Um, I, I, I agree with you, Thomas, you know, I, I don't, for me, Dominic, I, I don't, Again, Jacobs is going to get his yards. You know, I, I, he he's a great, I mean, you could probably consider him top five running back in the league, some would argue. So he's going to get his yards. I, I'm more concerned about our defense making those clutch plays, as you just alluded to, Thomas. You know, getting those fumbles, getting those interceptions. And that, that leads into your next point of Patrick Sertan. Now, we did see with PS2, Outside of maybe one or two plays, I think, with the last matchup with the Raiders, PS2 held his own against Devontae Adams. So you'll see more of that. I'm not worried about PS2 at all. Um, I I think those two latter plays within the last game, that that wasn't really all his fault. That was all coverage in Jackson, but that's not a here nor there. (laughs) But, you know, I I think PS2 will definitely hold his own. Um, And it's not too much of a redemption game, at least that's how I look at it. But, yeah, making the plays when it matters. Our offense, if we run the ball, put up points, you know, the, the Raiders' defense as a whole, Thomas, is, is not that concerning to me. Yeah, you're right. Up front on the edge, maybe a little bit cause for concerns. They're a little stout there. But this secondary can be carved up. I'm, I'm not worried at all. Not worried. Yeah. Great. And we got Michael Davis coming with the super chat. So thank you so much for the generosity. Really appreciate it. Saying jet gents, how do we beat the Raiders play with a lead to neutralize Jacobs? Absolutely. If they can get ahead, that will definitely help and let the pass rush eat. That's right. Let's start one and oh, go Broncos. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. There, there are a lot of things. And the nice thing about it is we're going to be coming on next Saturday, right? You know, Saturday evening, we're going to do a preview. We're going to, we're going to uh, bring in a lot of these, you know, matchups. We're going to bring in a lot of these, uh, you know, analytics, things like that, talking about what the Broncos can do against the Raiders to come out victorious. So, uh, you know, check that out next week. I don't want to give too much away. We haven't done a a ton of research on it yet because we we're, uh, we're, we're actually, uh, you have a different topic tonight, but it's great. It's a, you know, I'm with you. If they can, they, they can keep Jacob's, from going wild and they can get a, a lead man. It's uh, the Broncos. I think will have a, have a great time. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. Again, neutralize Jacob and PS2 keeping Devonta Adams at bay. I mean, again, guys, you know, we're talking about Jimmy G here. I'm, I'm not, I'm not worried. <laughs> who who know, came not, into Denver it, last year and lost. <laughs> Right with forty nine ers team that went to the playoffs and were, were actually good. And Jimmy G came in, and I was right there. I was right. I was like four rows back when he stepped out of bounds, which was actually ended yep. up being a bummer because it would have been a touchdown had he it not stepped been a out of bounds. Of so, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's yep. right. <laughs> Got Keith Brugman coming in saying, "I don't get to catch Tom and uh, Thomas and Ron all that often, but when I do, it's awesome." Well, thanks, Keith. Appreciate that very much uh, for that uh, shout out. And we really do appreciate it. We, we have a lot of fun. So uh, and we're going to have even yeah. more fun when it comes to uh, the football season, for sure. And we got Gary Palmer coming in with the generous super chat as well. 
Thank you so much, Gary. And thanks for being a, you know, a loyal listener for so long to all the Mile High Huddle shows. Hopefully we'll get to see you out there at the meet and greet, which is October 22nd, Green Bay game. Hopefully we'll see you again out there. He says, hey, guys, I think we dominate, which is talking about the Raiders. Just my opinion. Well, it's a good opinion because we all hope that too, Gary. Go Broncos and Buckham. So, yeah, thank you so much. I, I think – I hope we do too. I, I really I, – I hope we watch the Broncos just uh, – it, it's time. It's like six games in a row that the Broncos have come out on the losing end. It's time to make that change, you know, and, and the NFL does go in cycles at times where you have a dominant – I mean, if you, you know, everybody's talking about the uh, Kansas City Chiefs beating the uh, Broncos for so long. Well, they did the same thing, you know, Back in the, in their heyday too, so you know they they had se- strung several wins together. So hopefully that cycle comes back around, and uh, hopefully the Broncos can uh, can really you know show the show the football world that they're for real, right? And you know I know it's it, September is uh, oftentimes where a lot of pretenders uh, you know kind of show up, but hopefully they uh, they are not. Yes, that that's a good point. Um... Thomas, and thank you, Gary, for coming in. You know, we always appreciate you, my man. And I, I hope we dominate. You know, that we, we need to dominate. It would be nice to dominate. And, again, I know it's just the Raiders, but put the league on notice. Like you said, it's been what the past six matchups against the Raiders have not gone our way. And we, we, need to, we need to get this off our back. So if we can start off with a dominant win, that can carry on to the next week and then the week after. And let's just see how the season plays out. But I'm hoping for a very solid overall Broncos performance on next Sunday. Yeah. yeah. And uh and Lawrence Rivera's coming in with a uh with the Facebook stars saying Raiders are losers, but they have Brady and he's been present and vocal. I wouldn't count mm-hmm. them out completely since we can't stop Jacobs. Yeah, I mean Tom Brady being there as part of the ownership, uh, you know. That's we're going to see how that works out. I just the issues have it's going to take a while to fix those issues, whether Brady can you know fix it this year or not. I don't know, but from what my from my perspective, watching what Josh McDaniels has done over the last couple of years has not been very promising for that franchise. And yeah, Tom Brady might come in and change that, but there's already been some damage done. So we shall see if they uh, if they take to heart what he's saying and come out uh, much better than what we're expecting. But week one, we'll find out, right? We'll find out how good this Raiders team is and how good this Broncos team is really. And, um, you know, that obviously that's the first game and and you see some uh, first game pretenders come out and win and everybody thinks that's great. And then they end up losing, you know, in October, and November. But uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what the difference is this year, right? We'll see the difference between last year's Broncos and last year's Raiders. So we'll check it. We'll see. Yeah. And Lawrence, All right, David. Uh, going back to Lawrence. Going back to Lawrence. Oh, go ahead. Comment, Thomas. The Raiders are losers because they have Josh McDaniels. <laughs> you know, I, we, we, we'll see how Brady comes in. You know, again, you know, all points are valid, Thomas. It's going to take a while to – they have a lot of holes on that roster. Um, it's going to take a while to get that team to where they – they want to be but you know we've seen the josh mcdaniels experiment you know in our time with us and now with the raiders i i just don't see where they're going to go this season um and i i think vance joseph and this team will have some success against josh jacobs 
again, he's going he's going to get his yards. But I, I I do have a gut feeling that Joseph is going to preach to this defense that we just cannot let him run wild all over us. It, it just can't happen. Um, so I, I think that message is going to be very important and scream loud and clear in this locker room leading up to game time. But we'll see what happens. We will. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, David McIlrath coming in with a super chat. Thank you so much, David. Appreciate you being here on your Saturday night uh, with both of us as we uh, as we talk through the Broncos. And, uh, and we're going to get to our topic here. We just got on to the, uh, the Raiders game. So uh, we are definitely going to dive into the na- that next week. But David's uh, coming and saying, good evening, Broncos country. Thomas, Ron, Dylan, and Deacon Scott. 12 and five plus plus you're, you're kind of hedging. You keep hedging your bet last week. It was plus now it's two pluses. I mean, pretty soon you're going to be saying 13 and four. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you're confident David. Uh, and uh, hopefully that actually happens. And it's uh, you know, the Buckham times three mile high huddle for life, Denver Bronx for life. Thanks for being here, David. And thank you for your generosity. Really. It's a, it's very much appreciated. Definitely David. Thank you. And keep, keep that. Same energy, yep, David. Twelve and five. I love it. I love it. That's right. That, that's a good record, <laughs> and that that'll win a division. That will be yeah. a division winning record. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S. based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. I, and that's what I've been saying. I mean, 12 wins has won this division seven out of the last 10 years. 12 wins or less. So if they can get to 12 wins, that means they probably swept the Chargers and the Raiders and split with the Chiefs. Yep. You know, that, that's right. probably... And that's you know that that's a division winning type of record if you can take care of business elsewhere. So we got Naj coming in with a generous super chat. Thank you so much, Naj. Really, really appreciate that. Saying, "Hey, brothers, I feel really good about this team across the board and believe that they will reach and exceed their full potential." What are your thoughts on the current roster, including the practice squad? Well, I, you know the the roster was an it was an interesting way of building it. from my perspective and if you're on the outside looking in you're like why do they only have four wide receivers and then one of them is being is injured in jerry judy so it's really only three what's going on and why so many offensive linemen and and why so many people in the secondary but sean payton came out and said it himself and i wrote up uh something about it on milehighhuddle.com so go check it out he looked at the roster with the practice squad and i even added the uh, short-term injured reserve in there looking at that as a whole right that's your roster now because of the practice squad, the changes that they've made has, has made it so much easier. It's not a developmental thing anymore. It used to be you got, had six and then they moved it to eight. You had players. And that, that was really, you put the people on there that you wanted to develop, hope that they could you know get some practice in. And then maybe next year they could kind of step into a bigger role. But now you got vets on there. You know, you can you can call people up on game day. So they've got three. Well, they have three wide receivers on there now and they're all ready to play, uh, you know, day one. They're not development guys. So there's really seven wide receivers on the roster and you can call them up for three, you know, three weeks without having to do anything with the uh, active roster. Right. So I think um, 
I'm I'm pretty I feel pretty good about the roster overall because I I like a lot of the players on it. Um, I I still have a couple questions about the depth in certain areas, uh, just because the injury. I mean, wide receiver depth still kind of worries me because of the injuries. Um, the defensive line is a little bit worrisome to me as well. Still, I know Mike Purcell's back, but he has a history of injury. Uh, Jonathan Harris looks really good, but he's never really put it together. It's been injured. Um, and then, you know, you got Elijah Garcia who was, you know, preseason darling, but you know, he's inexperienced. So there's some, there, there are some question marks and a lot of it has to do with injury, but if, if they can get back to health and the, the, their starters can play up to their potential, which I think that's what Sean Payton is going to bring is going to get more out of the team than what the other coaches have. I think they'll be okay. Ron, what do you think? Well said, Thomas. Um, I, I I would agree with all points you just made. Uh, the the way I look, I like the roster the way it is. Um, the, the the active roster looks looks solid. Um, you know, I, I did have question marks about you know the number of wide receivers there, but you know, with Judy possibly coming back sooner than expected, you know that that kind of resolved a little bit of my concerns. Um, the practice squad is very encouraging although i do still have some questions on the depth side as you mentioned um those are two positions on my list the wide receiver and the defensive line edge for me is also an, another one um as well with the depth but I, I i think again when sean payton's looking at you know the entire team inclusive right of that practice squad he's going to pick you know the best players available on that day to play um and with the mix of experienced and non-experienced guys, I feel good with bringing someone up on the practice squad to play on game day. You know, so, you know, I, I would say I'm good overall. Um, certain areas, certain positions um, give me a little cause for pause, but overall, I, I feel good. Okay. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit, Ron, on the edge group. I think I like the edge group. At, on paper, before this started, I was like, yeah, I'm really worried about this edge group. Jonathan Cooper has made a tremendous leap. I think he's past Frank Clark on the depth chart. I think he's the starter. It's Gregory Cooper. And then you have Frank Clark, who's very experienced and a, a, a solid pass rusher, who's providing that depth. And then behind them, you know, there's there's other Benito's look looks a heck of a lot better. And then when Baron Browning comes back from injury, hopefully it's soon. Hopefully he can come off the pup list after those four weeks are up. I think it's a solid, uh, a very solid uh, edge rusher group that I think has more to offer than last year when it comes to somebody being injured. I think they have I think they have better. I think they're better um, in depth than they were last year, only because they've improved so much. The same players, pretty much. It's mostly the same players, but they've improved. So I, I like the edge group, basically because Cooper took that massive leap. I, he, I think he was the he's the biggest jump of any player on the roster. I think Cooper went from being a fourth or fifth type guy to a starter, and uh, I think that was huge. And I'm I'm rooting for him. It's a great story, an incredible story. So yeah. I'm rooting for him. Yeah, yeah, you're thanks, right. Yeah, he, he has looked good. Yeah, he, and, and thank you, Nosh. And he has looked um good, especially during the preseason. So yeah, you, you're right on Cooper. I yeah. I want to maybe switch gears. I know we thank you guys for coming for all your questions and comments. We appreciate it. This has been great talking about you know the team and 
the upcoming Raiders game. We, we love it. But we want to get into the the, the topic here um, for tonight's show. And, of course, we'll get back to your, your questions and comments. Um, but Davis Webb, as Thomas mentioned at the beginning of the show, um, has some comments to say about the Broncos quarterback. Um, and I'll read some quotes here from check out on milehighhuddle.com. Uh, one of our staffers, uh, Keith Cummings, put up a great article um, in regards to um, how Davis Webb sees Russell Wilson. So essentially, Davis Webb mentioned that he regards Russell Wilson as the top three greatest dual threats of all time, depending on how you look at it three or five. He's a special player. Then he goes on to say um, one of the things that has always bothered him so much over the years um, is that, you know, he's seen it with this and other teams that the league is so much copy and paste. Um, As opposed to looking at your player as an individual and making your practice plan and drill tape the way you do meetings dedicated to that individual. Um, and then Webb also goes on to say that, you know, prior to him getting that quarterback's coach position for the Broncos, he made a few calls around the league to some of his buddies just to get some perspective, you know, into how Russell works and such. And he says, I ended up calling a couple buddies that were also mutual friends with Russ to try and gather as much information as I could about him to walk in there and be prepared. Those first five slides were dedicated just for us because I saw a lot of great things from last year that nobody is talking about and the way that Russ finished in particular. So Thomas, kind of want to get your thoughts on what Webb had to say about top three or maybe top five dual threat quarterback of all time. Well, how do you, how do you see that? What, what's your take there? Yeah, it's a pretty big boast right out of the gate, if you think about it. And But he's not saying the top three quarterback of all. He's talking about dual threat. And so if you kind of look oh, at right. the dual threat quarterbacks over history, so, I mean, you can you, – you, obviously you think about Michael Vick, you think about Cam Newton. Those are the two running ba- – or two quarterbacks with the most running yards of any quarterback in history. That's top two. Russell Wilson's a better quarterback than them, and he's number three on the, on the rushing list. So I would take – Russell Wilson's quarterbacking skills over those two anytime. So you kind of take those away. Lamar Jackson's another one, but you know, the jury's still kind of out, not out on him, but he's only, he's, you know, he's a, he's been in the league a short time and he's a great passer. Don't get me wrong, but uh, Russell Wilson's more proven than he is. So, you know, you got to give Lamar Jackson more time. So that really leaves you with Randall Cunningham, uh, Steve Young, Fran Tarkenton, and maybe Steve McNair, right? Those are the four that you really, you know, because everybody else is, you know, they're either po- pocket passers that were able to scramble and get yards. Um, I would, I would take, um, I would take Russell Wilson over Randall Cunningham as a passer any day of the week. I mean, I, I run Randall Cunningham had a, an okay, a couple of okay seasons, but as a passer, Wilson's much better. Uh, I would take Steve Young over Russell Wilson, Steve Young's Hall of Famer, great passer, great runner. And for, I would take Fran Targenton over him. As well, Fran Targenton, uh, if you adjust for era, he's had some amazing passing seasons and he was known for his, you know, his ability to run and scramble. So I would take Steve Young and Fran Targenton. And then really it's you're looking at Steve, Steve McNair, who is, is Russell Wilson better than Steve McNair as a passer? I, w- I would tend to think so. So that that uh, top three in my mind 
isn't really out of the question and definitely he's top five dual threat quarterback. So I, at first I was like, Oh man, another uh, coach really kind of boasting about his guys. But when you really sit down and you think about it and you look at the dual threat quarterbacks that were pretty decent quarterbacks, Russell Wilson is top three. He, he's number three. Actually, when I make the list, he's number three. How about you? Yeah, this one. So when I, yeah, when I looked at the comments, I, I did the same. I, I went on research just to kind of get an understanding of some of those other dual threats. And yeah, looked at their rushing yards, their rushing touchdowns, looked at some film. And it, it's at first I was like, nah, is he? But then when I broke everything down, it, I mean, he is top three. I, it, it's, it's hard for me to leave Russell Wilson out of the top three. And you mentioned some good names. And Randall Cunningham, um, Cam Newton is kind of who I did the comparison with as well. Um, you know, Steve Young, Michael Vick. And, you know, Michael Vick just had that gear. You know, he, he would, you know, he beat you with your legs. And I think that's what a lot of people fear with Michael Vick, for sure. Um, he did he did beat you with his legs, but as a passer, I'm going to take Russell Wilson over Michael Vick as a passer. Um, so I, you know, I from what I've seen those years in Seattle, how he was able to make those off-script plays when he was running while throwing, um, the rushing touchdowns, I don't see how you leave him out of the top three. And you mentioned, you know, Lamar Jackson. Jewelry's still out, right? There's only a few years of chase. Jalen Hurts right now, right? He only had that one good season this past year. So, you know, Josh Allen is another that name has been touted as well. So those guys still have some time to prove themselves with that. But if we're looking, you know, back in the 80s and 90s and, you know, early 2000s and the 2010s, it, I, I just don't see where you where you would leave Russell Wilson off this list. And, you know, the, again, just, just those off-script plays and that, that running style, looking down the field while still running is just, it's just second to none. And so, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm actually in agreement with what Webb had to say. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm with you. And, you know, the, the interesting thing is, uh, I don't, I think I told you this, but I've done a, I went back and I did a air era adjusted quarterback analysis. So I basically looked at every era compared to what the mean was and, and gave everybody kind of a, you know, the, the statistically speaking. And if you guys, if anybody wants to go compare quarterbacks across eras, you can do that. Go to, you can go to Tableau public. I put a dashboard out there on Tableau public under my name. You can go find it and you can look at it. Russell Wilson is one of the few quarterbacks who have had four 80th or better percentile seasons with all these passing uh, passing stats uh, for his career. There's not many that have uh, that have done that. Most of them are going to the Hall of Fame. A few of them aren't in the Hall of Fame. So Russell Wilson, before he had his down season last year, was on a Hall of Fame trajectory. Michael Vick, not. The, the guy can throw the ball, yeah. but he wasn't accurate enough. He just had no accurate. Yeah, his accuracy was was uh, not very good. Uh, he, you know, he had one decent season and the rest of them were mediocre. Right. And, and Newton, the same way people are talking about why shouldn't Cam Newton be in the hall of fame? He wasn't a very good passer. He had one good season and that was it. He wasn't a very good passer either. I mean, really the best passer on the list when you're talking about dual is 
is Steve Young followed by Fran Tarkenton. And then it's Russell Wilson. Really? I liked Steve McNair too. Steve Air McNair. I think he, I actually think he's a hall of fame, you know, borderline hall of famer. I think he, I think he gets in eventually. He's a good passer, good runner, but the, you know, the combination, when you look at both of them together, Russell Wilson's number three, all time quarterback uh, rushing yards and has had some magnificent seasons. So that's, I mean, you know, you, <laughs> it's hard to knock him down out of the top three, but he's definitely top five. And, and so some of the other stuff that they, that he talked about too, was, I was very, um, that Davis Webb talked about it. It was very um, interesting to me how he's going about the season and everything. Uh, I, I think that's, and we'll probably get into that in a little bit. I just want to say hi to Shandy Bracey. Uh, uh, Shandy, for, thanks for coming in. Haven't, uh, haven't seen you in the chat. So I just wanted to give you a shout out. Uh, thank you. Uh, Shandy saying evening fellas, uh, Broncos country really think the three headed monster at running back will help Russ with the play action. Just hope our O line mm-hmm. has finally been taken care of. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what everybody's hoping for. Right. Shandy. Uh, I think and if th- those things happen, right. If the running backs can, can really uh, create some momentum in the running game and the offensive line can give him some more time and he doesn't have to fear for his life like he had to last year. You're going to see Russell Wilson as the quarterback we thought we were getting in Denver uh, when they traded for him, right? Because everybody was excited. Everybody was so excited that uh, Russell Wilson was uh, coming to Denver. So you're right. If that happens, you know, that's going to be, uh, that's going to be beneficial for Russell Wilson. And then of course for the Broncos. Yeah. And Shandy, thank you for coming in. Um, we appreciate that comment. And you that last sentence summed it up. O-line has to be intact. We hope, again, what we saw that last preseason game was encouraging. We, we hope that the O-line can hold up because that's going to be the key to all of this coming together. Um, I, I'm, I am excited about Russ and how he will improve, but to your point on this three-headed monster at running back, I am, I am just so ecstatic, Thomas, with our running back room. Like I, I just to see Pookie again. I love P. Ryan and McLaughlin has just been the story. Uh, just watching him in all of the preseason games with his ability and his quickness, I just cannot wait for this running back room to be out on the field and show us what they're made of. So it's going to be exciting, guys. Thank you, Shandy. We appreciate it. Yeah, and I'll tell you, McLaughlin is uh, intriguing to me for more than just the what most people see in him. They see a fast, uh, quick back that's going to you know get his opportunities as a change of pace guy. But when I watched him in preseason, he he ran tough for a small running back. He fought for extra yards. I I I am looking forward to seeing these two power backs followed by you know a little dose of uh, Jaleel McLaughlin out there. I think it's going to be a fun running game to watch. And I know passing is the that's the big thing now, right? Uh, everybody is uh, more passing, more passing, and you can see it. The passing is just is taking over more and more every season. But the running game is valuable, and I think it's going to. You know, I think it's going to help this Broncos team so much better than just focusing on the pass. And uh, we'll see. We'll see in game one. But I, I think the Broncos are going to have a pretty potent running game this season because they're going to commit to it. And they've got the backs to really capitalize on 
those opportunities that they have. I mean, all three of them are going to be uh, really tough runners. Yeah. I'm going to grab this uh, comment from William Contalano coming in with the, uh, I guess the, uh, the hidden gem maybe that may, uh, may come out. He, he says, who else thinks Judy will play week one against the Raiders and the Broncos are just keeping it quiet till the lull the Raiders into a false sense of security. LOL. What do you think, Ron? What do you think about uh, Williams, uh, Williams comment here, or uh, maybe uh, theory, I guess you should say. Yeah. Thank you, William, for coming in. Uh, <laughs> this is a good question. You know, I, I, I've been going back and forth as well on this, William, you know, to see if they're trying to, you know, trick these Raiders, see what's going on there. I, I don't. I still don't think they're going to rush Judy back. I don't. I, I. I really think they're going to play it safe with Judy. Again. Again, that goes back to what I was saying earlier. Of yeah, you'll see, you know, play action passes, Russ hitting his targets, but expect a commitment and a heavy dose of this running game at least from the onset. But I'm. I would say Judy comes back, if not week two, for sure week three. Um, because I was looking at the schedule, and I I honestly think, you know, we can be fine without Judy for the Raiders and for the Commanders. Um, the Dolphins, I, I I would say we we it would be nice to have Judy back week three. Um, but you know, I I I don't see it happening. I think Peyton's going to play more of a safe approach, but we'll see. I've been wrong in the past. You never know. Well, number one, Judy is healing up fast enough for them not to think that they needed to put him on short-term injured reserve, right? That injured reserve eligibility to return. That's four. you, you're out four games. So they obviously think he'll be back sooner than that. When he comes back, I'm not sure. Um, It's hard to say that it seemed like a pretty rough injury, but maybe, maybe you were onto something, William, because they, they really made no, effort to go out and get somebody to kind of replace him for the first few weeks, really. And they weren't, they don't seem too worried about it. If you look at the depth chart, they got four wide receivers, including Judy as one of them uh, on the active roster. Now I, we talked about it earlier, the practice squad, you can call them up. I I actually think that they're going to, they're going to use Philip Dorsett early. They're going to call him up for three weeks in a row He's an experienced guy. I think he can kind of get into the game plan earlier. They're going to use up his eligibility for, to return, and they're also going to kind of alternate uh, little Jordan Humphrey and David Stills in there, and that'll get him yep. even farther before they have to really make any moves. So if, when Judy comes back, by even if it's by week three, he be, he'll be healthy. Philip Dorsett's kind of done. He won't be uh, being called up unless there's some other injuries. They'd have to put him on the on the active roster at that point. But I think it's within week three. And and really, now, any given Sunday, don't get me wrong, any given Sunday, uh, so a team can beat another team. But if you look at the first two games, it's it's the Raiders and then uh, Washington at home. So if you're going to rest any of your injured players, those are two advan- at, you know, advantageous games to do it. They're at home. The opponents aren't, you know, projected to be incredible uh, or, you know, that great and uh, save your, save Judy for when my, you go to Miami, which is going to be a, a much tougher game on paper, obviously. Now 
you never know. You, you, we're just looking at this from the outside in. We're looking at it on paper. No one's played it down yet of real football, preseason football, yes. But I think you might see them wait. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna have Sutton, they're gonna have Mims, uh, you know, and then they're going to uh Johnson. What's Brandon that? Johnson as well. Yeah, Brandon, Brandon Johnson, Johnson. played really well. And then yeah. you're gonna see Dorset, and probably the first game will be little Jordan Humphrey, right? Little Jordan Humphrey will probably be that. Uh, other receiver that they they call up in that first week and uh and you know they'll probably make sure judy's healthy for the long haul but you never know i mean we looked at nobody include and i was adamant there's no way javante williams was going to be ready for this season and here he is looking just fine looking like the javante of old so maybe judy's got a little bit of that healing power that uh that Javante has, and maybe he'll be back by week one, but it's a good thought, William. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks. Willow. Yeah. And I'm going to grab this comment from, uh, Robert, uh, Ruprecht saying Humphrey looked a great preseason along with Mims and Johnson. And, and you're right, Robert. I was surprised that Humphrey didn't make the f- active roster. I, I was actually really surprised, um, because he did look pretty good in preseason. He had that, time with the saints you know he he has that knowledge of the offense and things like that i i thought he i thought he did enough to make the roster but he, he didn't and that was was a surprise to me i actually thought that he and maybe even callaway would make it even though i didn't think callaway deserved it i thought humphrey deserved it i thought callaway played terrible now he's with the raiders um but i thought maybe the experience went out but they they went a completely different route man and it was it was crazy Then I want to get Michael here. Uh, thank you, Michael, for coming in. Appreciate it. He says, I like Brandon Johnson better than all of those players, Tom. Yeah. I mean, again, Brandon Johnson did show um, that, you know, he does deserve to be on this team. And, you know, Russ believes in him. Peyton believes in him. Um, he's he's made some good plays. So, um, you know, the Broncos will definitely use him now with Judy being out for sure. Obviously, we'll have Mims alongside Cortland Sutton. But Brandon Johnson coming in and helping out the team is, is, is also good. So, and Brandon Johnson was the first one to step into Tim Patrick's spot. Basically right. when, yeah. when yeah. Tim Patrick went down, Brandon Johnson was that first guy up really. Cause it was going to be Sutton, Judy and Patrick. Now it's Sutton, Judy and Brandon Johnson. He played very well in camp until he, you know, then he got injured and was gone a few weeks. But when he came back to that last preseason game, you could see that Brandon Johnson's a, a good player, you know, a good wide receiver. And, you know, who knows? He's still developing. So the best is yet to come for Brandon Johnson. And I liked him last year. I thought uh, I thought he looked pretty good last year, you know, when he when he got his opportunities. So, uh, you know, he's he's got the skill to be out there. And you, you're right. I mean, I, I liked him better than – than any of those practice squatters. Uh, although David Stills to me is is intriguing. I kind of like his skill set. Uh, he's had two years in the league. We'll see where that goes. Uh, maybe he needs a little bit more time to develop to you know, become a, a better receiver. But I think it was a pretty good move bringing him into the practice squad, even though he hasn't been with the team uh, that long. That's why I think it's going to be a little Jordan Humphrey in week one and not David Stills. David Stills may be week two or week three if they, if they need it. All right. Well, Ron, I'm not seeing any more comments that uh, really, you know, are are burning. Uh, we can end this early and we can get everybody into their Saturday night. Hopefully there's some more college games on that people can go jump and watch. But 
any any final uh, thoughts on uh, on the Russell Wilson situation that we were talking about? Uh, yes. Yeah. So I I would say it's good to hear from um, the QB's coach and you know looking in Russell at that light. And I would say a lot of people, if not most, would agree with him. It's it's also good. And you guys, please again, please check out that article on myhuddle.com um, written by Keith Cummings. It's, it's a very good article. Um, he also goes on to um, kind of mention that relationship. And then Russell also provides input on how it's been working with Webb and how they have that good relationship. Um, you know, they gets into, you know, some of the things that Russ likes to do. So how they like to unfold the game plan and Webb will run things by Wilson um, just to make sure, you know, Wilson's on you know, agreement with kind of how they see some of these plays going and such. Um, so it's a very insightful article. And again, the relationship seems good right now, and hopefully that will continue into the season and out on the field for sure. Um, but yeah, I thought it was, I thought, you know, Webb's comments were good and that Russell and him are, are working well together. So. I'm looking for a bounce back season from Russell Wilson. So we will, uh, we will see it unfold in, uh, you know, in a, in a week, we're going to be uh, watching, watching and uh, with earnest to see how, how all this transpires, the new coaching, the new offense, the new look, Russell Wilson. So, yeah, thank you all for being here in the chat. Thank you for your generosity in support of this show. And don't forget on white NFL, if you want to hit him up on Twitter, Thomas Hall NFL. If you want to be up on Twitter, we're always down to talk football and uh, yeah. So have a great weekend, everybody. Don't forget next week, we'll be doing the pregame show for Raiders week. It will be fun. We'll bring, yes. be bringing you, uh, you know, really something different than, you know, just yucking it up like the other pregame shows. We're going to get in depth. We're going to talk about matchups. We're going to talk about key players. We're going to talk about scheme. We're going to talk about a few things. So if we have time, obviously we'll hopefully get into it, but like tonight, we, uh, we didn't even get into our topic for until about halfway in. So anyway, well, yeah, but thank you very much for Ron and myself. Have a great evening, a great weekend, and we will see you next week when there's real football. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. Go Broncos. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.